I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank is owned by the Gokong Wei Group, the same companies that brought you brands you love like Cebu Pacific and many more. GoTime Bank makes next-level banking a breeze with its convenient account opening process. It takes less than five minutes to get started via the free app. Plus, get your GoTime Bank Visa card at one of their kiosks for free. Download the GoTime Bank app today and experience the next level of banking. You may visit www.gotime.com.ph for more details. Also brought to you by Paymongo, the payment gateway for business growth. Paymongo allows your business to accept online payments from your customers through Visa, MasterCard, GCash, GrabPay, Maya, online banking, Buy Now, Pay Later, and many more. All with just one platform. Sign up for free at paymongo.com. And brought to you by SeatCap. SeatCap is a lending platform powered by UBX Philippines. With SeatCap, you can easily apply for a loan from 5,000 pesos up to 1 million pesos from the comfort of your own home nationwide. Visit www.seatcap.ph, sign up, and apply for a loan now. That's www.seekcap.ph. Take your business to new heights by seeking capital with SeatCap. Whatever industry that we pursue, as long as we understand how to magnify that or multiply that with the use of technology, then I think we're going to be okay. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences 
but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baetyong. Welcome to the latest episode of Share Podcast. Apologies if my energy isn't as uh, as high as it normally is. Um, I'm still reeling from the passing of my co-founder. And also, I am just recovering from COVID. <laughs> But we gotta move on and we gotta hustle forward. And uh, there's just no better guest that I can see that, that that's been long overdue, right? This is We've been trying to do this for years now. I always, it never falls through. It's either we're trying to do it in the studio and, it, you know, uh, stars never align. But finally, this is here. But before I get carried away, let's welcome to the show, Mr. Kenneth Reyes-Lau of Gekko Culture. Woo-hoo! Ken, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ron. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, definitely, matagal na to overdue. I think when you were starting, <laughs> also to share. Yes. I was one of the first people that you messaged, but uh, I, the stars didn't align then. But uh, I'm glad that it did now. Yeah, and we have a better t- story to tell for sure. Because yeah. I think that's during that time that uh, cacao culture. Uh, is it cacao culture? Or am I butchering? I think there's this one more word there. Is it cacao culture? Uh, yeah. It originally it's cacao culture farms. Okay. But we yeah. dropped the farms. Yeah. So cacao I mean, culture. The, just the word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's something. There, I feel like there's a word missing. So cacao culture, perfect. And again, th- th- that around that time, 2019, this is just literally one of the first few years of cacao culture at this point. And yeah. again, super proud. I've I've been cheering you guys on from up north to see it. And I'm a big chocolate lover, but with moderation now. Everything <laughs> is loved with moderation. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> Because my God, the titones brings a lot of. Uh, Bad things that can happen to you if you don't take care of your health. But before I get carried away, Ken, I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Kenneth, what's your hustle? We are Cacao Culture. So me and my wife started Cacao Culture back in 2016 when we moved from Manila to Davao City. Mm-hmm. So we started a cacao farm and eventually produced our own uh, chocolate products. Ooh, and uh, During the pandemic, since we have an IT background, we already had an e-commerce channel. Uh, we did the Shopee, Lazada, even before it was uh, popular. D2C. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then during the pandemic, the other chocolate makers, the local chocolate makers weren't as prepared. So we offered, in a sign of like... Goodwill. Yeah, we offered the platform. We offered our store if they wanted to, us to sell some of their products because... The malls were shut down. The stores were shut down, so they they couldn't sell their chocolates. Wow! So since that time in 2020, we now carry around nine brands What? of different Philippine chocolates. Wow! Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're we're building a <laughs> store right now here in Davao City. Oh my God! So again, amazing, amazing hustle, and I, I want to know that, but. Before we even talk about cacao culture and whatnot, I know you guys as again IT people, tech guys. Yeah. But before I get carried away again, bro, I need you to buckle up real quick because I need to understand how y'all started out. Because I never got, I, I, I we've had crazy conversations and kickstart before uh, and all that. But I, again, I want to know the origin story. So I need you to buckle up real quick because we're gonna have to ride the hustle share time machine. Ah, wait. 
there you go. And now we are all the way back. So again, um, these guys are my good friends. Uh, they've been, this is one of my first exposures to a husband and wife before they were just Magjoa or yeah. Piancis. So the founders of the startup that I came across with with them is again, Ken Reyes Lau and Shields. I, I don't even remember her last name last before. Name. Okay, so shout out Shields. Uh haven't seen you in forever. But yeah, I got to meet you the same way I got to meet my late co-founder Joseph Apunya in Kickstarts. We were batchmates, right? And we were those uh those clueless founders of what we were doing. That's why we were suke with Joseph in, yeah. in his office. But before you even became founders, I want to understand the origin story, right? Um, origin story all the way to the core. Like, what was it like growing up? And who was your first exposure to hustling? For me personally, my exposure to hustling and uh, entrepreneurship are my parents. Okay. When I was born, they just started a bakery at the oh. garage. Yeah. Where? So it was, Is this in well, Cubao? No, it was in uh, Paranaque. Uh, wow, okay. Tahanan Village. Tahanan so, dati talahim pa yung mga nandun sa... Right, right. It's booming <laughs> yung mm. ano dun sa sukat. No? So, they were able to uh, start a small bakery and then it grew to almost 100 people, 100 employees. Yeah, coming from that uh, garage and then they eventually had a... A large bakery. Unfortunately, typically the husband and wife tandem, especially sa Chinese siguro, is the yung trust issues and the delegation. Yung usual issues. Okay. What do you mean the trust uh, issues and delegation? Trust issues between your husband, husband and wife, no, or is it with the, uh, the like underlings? The underlings, more of like the employees and having it. to delegate more of the tasks. No. Okay. So, Grew to 100 people, pero it, there was no middle management. Hala, so everything was yeah, one was down. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was in high school when they eventually decided to uh, close down the company. But parang my dad always told me that there was an option that he could have sold it to Gardenia. Kasi Gardenia was oh. coming into the Philippines that time. Wow. And they were looking for bakeries that they could uh, Big buy. Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or uh, do a joint venture with because uh, they're a foreign company, so they right. they need uh, local presence. Right. So yun yung one of my dad's uh, siguro regrets, pero I think overall it he did well for himself. And you are the ahia, okay? So I've had a yeah. lot of Chinoy guests here, where again, the the way hustling is taught is not just through words but through action. So I want to understand. Yeah. So being the ahia or the eldest kuya uh, in the family, right? What was well, during this heyday and during this, uh, again, booming time, were you asked to help out? And is that also where you fell in love with chocolates with some of the <laughs> some of the pinapais that you had there? Uh, what was that? No, like? I, I, I will have to uh, give tribute to all the breads that I ate. Everything. Okay. Everything. Mm. Oh, pero I I think 
Uh, I wasn't as exposed because the the bakery was really big, and then I okay. was just like in grade school, no. Uh, and then okay. high school when they closed it down, um, I wasn't really able to participate. Got it. When I got really exposed and doing the work when my dad was trying to rebuild something, try, mm. trying different stuff after the bakery. Got it. Parang yun na yung point, yun yung highest point niya. Got in it. terms of the success mm. and everything else he tried, he wanted to replicate that model or try to Makes reach sense. that height. No? And then that's where I got more exposed, did more work, parang observing also yung mga risks niya and also mm. failures. But definitely the exposure with from uh, two of my parents, kasi uh, my dad is more of a risk taker. My mom is an uh, accountant by profession. So, <laughs> merong I can imagine the quarreling yeah. that they are doing. Okay. Yeah. So, merong may balance. May balance naman. I think that's a good push and pull kind of thing. Yeah. Relationship. Yeah. And in, in that point, I just want to ask before we go on to the rest of the story, what were the key foundational traits that you probably learned? From them that in, in terms of being a business because you said your your dad was again the risk taker so obviously you ended end up becoming a risk taker as well and you got exposed now as he's trying to replicate the same success that you had with the bakery and also with your mom of course you have to be good with cash flow right what were those uh, traits or foundational pieces that uh, you've learned from them that you still carry with you now for one is the discipline mahirap kasi pag magnegosyo tayo ron and then we don't have the discipline in ourselves. Discipline in not eating the tinapay? What are you talking about? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the habits. Ba? Just kidding. Habits. Just kidding. <laughs> I would have given in every time. I would yeah. have eaten the tinapay every time. Oh. I'll, I'll just walk by the bakery and then just Oop. steal. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but what discipline in what sense? Uh, the discipline, the habits of waking up early, because bakery and bakery time, no? so you have to wake up early. Yep. You have to put in the work, and then you know hustle all day. Correct. Definitely, I got more of my dad's traits when it comes to talking to people, selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as good as him, but uh, definitely I learned that it is very important. If you're doing a business, you're always selling, right? And then also, uh, they taught me that uh, I think I posted in one of uh, the Facebook groups of yeah, Hustle yeah. Share. Uh, luck is preparation when preparation meets opportunity. Correct. And then that's what they taught me is to be prepared in what I am doing. So it it might the opportunity might not come today, but down the line, I would be prepared for that opportunity. And Correct. it's a great. Uh, I'm trying to connect the dots back to the past to what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah so maraming, again, uh, maraming things. Yeah, and these are, are just setups. Are the same thing I had to go through. Party file uh, failed and whatnot, but everything apparently that I was doing is just preparing me for that opportunity that when it's there, you would know it. You would know that yeah. it's, uh, it's like, ah, okay, I got it. So everything, all the bullshit that came before that made sense. At yes. that point, like, ah, okay, makes sense. So that's why I'm here. And uh, the, the key there is not just, I guess, the discipline also, bro, but the persistence. Because it's easy to mm. be disciplined and say, okay, I'm disciplined. But 
if you quit, right? Yeah. And true. you don't have that discipline, not just also just uh, creates the repetition or your muscle memory to to do a certain task or a certain routine. But discipline also comes in the form of persistence, right? In your way, like, oh, hey, there are days where discipline is what's going to push you through because when it's, especially if it's a sucky day, like, yeah. oh, I don't want to go. I don't feel like working. I don't feel like doing shit, right? It's that discipline that, hey, I've done this before. This is what needs to be done because you've had a routine and your your body's kind of looking for it. It just feels like normal, right? W- would that be fair? Yeah, I think you the persistence parang grit, diba? It's like yeah. when you're down in the mud, the the grit that pulls you up and uh pushes you over the top. That's Correct. what we're that's what I'm getting Correct. also. And 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 grit requires repetition also. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, I always say it, once you start quitting, you always become a quitter. Yeah. Because on little things like, you know, uh, just say in school, like, ah, I'll join a, I'll join a club, but I'll quit na. Because you're already, <laughs> you know, when it gets hard, and I see this with a lot of kids, I'm not saying yet you, you, you're, you guys are quitters. But once you start giving yourself a bailout card, like, ah, I'm out yeah. na. I don't want to do it anymore. It's hard. This is so complicated. It becomes a habit. Yeah. Parang mas okay pa to fail. Correct. Then, then you live with your mistakes. Yeah. Whereas, then, okay, I quit na. And then what you end up is just a lot of things that you've tried. Uh, it's like takouting in, right? Like you've tried so many food, but you never finish your damn plate. Right? Yeah. All right. Now, I want to understand, Ken, what uh, after again, being exposed, what's your first foray into your own hustle? Because again, I want to then piece this forward to how you got into the tech industry. Because again, this this is the blind spot that I don't have an understanding, and how you became a startup founder eventually around twenty around ten years ago, right? How did that uh, come along? Um, for for me, the my own hustle really came, or I was exposed to food manufacturing uh, oh, from my parents, right? That's right. bakery, yeah. and then I went after graduation. I worked for uh, DIY marketing, uh, oh. the the brand Oishi. Nice. So my front wrappers and uh, potato chips. <laughs> Why do you keep and putting so, yourself in situations where this oh, <laughs> It's my calling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right, what did you so, do in Liwayway? So the uh, I was trained to be a plant manager, uh, and then I eventually. So korot korot again. You made korot uh, korot. korot, korot. <laughs> and uh, definitely during that time, uh, I was around twenty. Three twenty-four, okay. and then I was already handling a production line uh, in Ka- in uh, Cavite. I think. Where in Cavite? Yeah. I live in Cavite now, so uh, I, so I'm asking it. because I want to make korot. Yeah, they, they have a plant there in Cavite, and then yeah. uh, and uh, after maybe a year, mm-hmm. they sent me to China mm-hmm. to manage a plant there in China. So you had a plan in China. So I want to understand, yeah. bro, at this point, what was the skill stack that you were developing? So of course, you already have the hustle, the discipline you learned for your parents. Solid foundational pieces, right? Because a lot of kids, even entrepreneurs that are waist deep now in their startup, if they don't have that discipline and they're just learning 
how to be disciplined in their hustle and their business now, it's going to be a tr- struggle because, again, you're dealing with your own personal habits and tendencies. You already had that. But what did you add on top of these skill sets or, or skill stacks that you've had when you started doing Liwayway? Uh, yeah, when I was working in Ovishit, uh definitely, I would say number one is relationship with people. Uh, and then number two is attention to detail. So when I was during during in my training, uh, I was just given a notebook and a pen. And then Whoa. the instruction was from my superior was just, here's building one. This is what products we run here in building one. Okay. And then you're on your own. Find out. <laughs> Figure it out. Building one what? And whatever. There's no, there's no formal training that they will say this machine is walang ganun. They at that time they gave it. I don't know how they do it now, but at that time they gave me a notebook, they gave me a pen. Here's building one. Come back here after a week, and then I'll grill you based on your notes. Holy shit. That's wow. It. And that's uh, that's so, very reminiscent of entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. you sometimes <laughs> you don't even have a notebook and a pen. You're yeah. just shoved right in, like, what the fuck am I doing? But yeah. okay, what did you then learn? How did you overcome that? that thing and what did you discover about yourself as you were thrust into again throw it into the fire literally that experts doesn't need a degree diba parang ano yun eh it's like ah tagate na yun ako tagalasal ako or may graduate degree ako that magaling mas magaling na ako than the common worker or at that situation you need to be humble because you don't know shit yep diba yep Pagdating mo doon, the, the experts are the operators, the people doing the mixing, the people doing the cutting or everything of the, the whole production line. And mm-hmm. you are, you, all your education is, doesn't mean squat in that situation. Got it. So, hindi, you don't demand the information. You need to talk to people, uh, be humble. Uh, and then ask questions, ask a lot of it. And then the question, why? Why are we doing this? Why are, why are we doing this certain way? Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, I think those th- that experience taught me two things, that you need to have that interaction with people. You need to treat them with respect, regardless of position. And then yeah. also the details, and then asking why. It's always asking why are we doing it this way and why not this way or something like that. So parang may repetition yun eh. And then I have to move building to building, meeting new people ulit, engaging in new equipment, new yep. products, stuff like yep. that. So yeah. That so is amazing. First hustle ko talaga in terms of the training and the repetitions also. How long did you do that for? And then how did that lead into tech? I was in Cavite for a year and then China around three years. What? And then, yeah, yeah I, was, I was handling my own plant in uh, Changsha City in the Hunan province, as central China. Yep. And then uh, I came back because I was burnout ako eh, uh, in terms of the... Because it's ano culture. I mean... Having to deal with people, kahit iba yung culture, mm-hmm. I think there's 
certain aspects that are the same, like treating people with respect, stuff right, like that. Right. But but nuances but, are different. Uh, there are nuances, and then also, parang I was young and I felt that at that time, my siguro yung mga friends ko, barkada ko, or yung mga let's say cage ko okay. are already creating networks and uh, doing all these connections in the Philippines. Okay. And parang I'm isolated in central China. No, that's yeah. what that's how I felt at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh when I came back, I was doing a lot of trying to start my own business business. Oh, you like, tried right away. Okay. Yeah, t-shirt printing, uh okay. some food also. But uh eventually my uncle saw my potential and said, enroll. Enroll kita dito sa AIM, no? sa Oh, you did. Uh, hey, okay. Institute of Management. Okay. And uh I think at that time he's a alumni and parang may discount yata eh during mm. that time. Like okay. you have a relative come in that they they give you a discount. So I got I got in and then studied and then after that that's when I started getting into tech. Nice. Which how 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 I mean which aspect of tech and more on the project management side. Yeah. More like trying to understand the business models, the how how to talk to business people, how to talk to I think you don't then connect. You need to talk to business people, you Correct. need to talk to the tech people, and then yeah. I'm in the middle, or me and Sheila, that's where we met now. Uh, Here we go. Okay. So, yeah, we were doing the same things, like having to understand the needs of a certain group, Yeah. and then having to understand the capabilities and uh, on the tech side, no? ano yung kaya? Ano, yeah. how do we address those problems? So, that's where we came in, and uh, that's where we met. That is amazing, and uh, that, and then you're absolutely correct because people may think that ah, uh, me talking to people will only apply in a certain vertical. No, once you master that skill, I don't care what you're doing. I don't know. I don't care what industry you're in. Yeah, it just gets better and better and better. When I was starting out in in party file, dude, the best training ground that you can actually learn from in talking to re- strangers and just removing any inch of hia in your body. It's the club because you're going to have yeah. to talk to hot girls, to people that you don't like and whatever, blah, 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 because you're going to have to tell them. And I did that for six years. Little did I know that that would carry over to Chatbot VH. And especially now, I'm now I'm not just doing small talk. I'm doing long-term conversations in a podcast space, but that stemmed from me being able to talk to people in the club. And similar to your path, that is so amazing. But Ken, I need to take our first break. And when we come back, then we will now talk about how you then triple down on your tech career, especially with the love of your life. You didn't just get a tech career. You got the love of your life. Ah, very <laughs> nice. We'll talk about that more after the break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages, this is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Kenneth Reyes Lau, who then told us his foundational core. I've never known that about you. I didn't know you were in FMCG before in food manufacturing. So, man, I, sh- I wish I met you that sooner. I would have arbored a bunch of uh, oishis. Uh, from you, the prawn crackers um, would I would have had a pulutan party <laughs> everywhere. But now, bro, so you get into tech. What? So after being a PM, how did you triple down? And again, um, walk me through the next skill stacks that you're able to do. So obviously, the foundational piece, discipline, and all that you already had that. Plus, now you you have the ability to lead people. Attention to detail, you know, communication skills. Even in Chinese, you can do that. So, boom, that's amazing. What's the next skill set and uh, what are the things you discovered in tech and how did you fall in love with it? Because if, if you didn't fall in love with it well enough, how the hell did you create a startup uh, around it? For me, I think exposure to tech really opened up my imagination in terms of the possibilities Dahil, ano na yan, you know, there's the internet of things, yep. the connectivity of people doing business with someone across the globe. All those things happened during that time that na exposed din ako with bis- different business models, subscription, yung mga ganong ideas and thoughts that yep. previously I'm very, uh, kumbaga mom and pop type of thinking. Or right. very store. Kailan may tindahan. Kailan may ganito. So, yeah. yung exposure ko when it comes to tech. And then, I met Sheila during work. And I guess because of our age and the the level that we're working, we're, we're doing a lot of research for a company that 
wanted to be more relevant in technology. Mm. So we were researching because the company that I work for, Transnational Diversified Group, and okay. they are a uh, they have a lot of different companies. So the yeah. IT company nila was serving all these 30 companies. Now it was very parang it, it became approach. Yeah, it it mm. became an in-house IT department. Okay. But they wanted more. Let's say they wanted to have more clients. They wanted to serve a different industry or Got sector. It. Yeah, and then we were tasked to research a lot of startups, a lot of different business models. Mm. And then those were the things that uh, we took and applied in the business, uh, like the subscription model in Got terms it. of uh, code development. Mm. And then eventually, we stumbled upon the idea of crowdfunding. At that time, uh, pa lang kami nagsisimula to uh, participate in Startup Weekend. Alam mo yep, mga yep. I remember. Uh, I think that was 2011, 2012. Yep, around that time. Like that. Yeah. So, so you're so confirmed that's... as a tito and an old fart. Yeah. Medyo, medyo. <laughs> I'm your kuya millennial. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Wala pang, wala pang Uber non. I think Uber Dude, just came in. Uh, we had Michael Ngodi. And yeah, repeat. Yeah, okay, that's all we had <laughs> yeah. before. So those things that we were exposed to started to put ideas in my head and then say, kaya natin to. Without really expecting that the infrastructure of the Philippines is <laughs> not ready. delayed in terms of adoption. Right? Marami lang Internally, dahil ano, entrepreneur or dahil gusto natin mag-start ng business, marami tayong iyabang or confidence. You know, it's, that's interchangeable. Pero the, the yabang aspect na kaya natin, first mover, yung mga ganong ideas, right? So, uh, without taking into consideration, the uh, there are bigger things right. that are hindering the startups that we did during that time. Yeah. And what was yeah. a startup for those people again? So this is where I think I met you already. 2011, 2012, 2013. We're all technically batchmates. Yeah. Right? So if you look at the startup ecosystem now, my God, I wish we had that when we were starting out. Yes. Right? Um, funding, support, mentors, you know, internet adaptivity, even internet speed. This is totally different game now. Mobile is, yeah. is thriving. These are things that, again, you're going to have to weather it through the storm if you're a first mover. And I wish I knew this too because I had the same, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, we're going to be okay. And yeah. we, we, we really <laughs> plowed through and got things done, but the handicap was massive. So Correct. walk me through the idea because this is, again, a very unique setup. I haven't seen this as much before when I got exposed. You're probably the first one or there's significant others working with each other. And was it Wedding Lab? So Wedding Lab is a crowdfunding platform that I met you guys on. And by yeah. the way, bro, I now understood it when I was getting married. Like, holy shit, it's so hard to get all these gifts and all that. Right? But yeah. walk me through the idea. Or was it Wedding Lab first? Or, or was it a different uh, idea that eventually evolved into Wedding Lab? Uh, wedding Lab came first because personally, at that time, we were also thinking about getting married. So that's the connection. But definitely crowdfunding as a concept and an idea 
has already existed even sa culture natin ng mga Pilipinas. The, the pag-ambag-ambag. We were shipping in, yep. putting money in together. And then now, infusing technology, then people could chip in wherever they are. They yep. don't need to be physically there to chip in. Imagine if there was Gcash back then. And that, there that was, was Gcash back then. Yeah, but it's not happen. the Gcash now. It's different. <laughs> yeah. How can was, those random people pay up? That was one of our biggest problems. How do you pay or uh, online? The only way was yeah. through credit card. And the only way you can actually do that was PayPal. Pa. Stripe PayPal, wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't even there yet. So walk me through the idea, how you then grew it, all the way to how you got funded by Kickstart Pelicans. Uh, the... I think the hustle is really about having that concept. No, it, I think the wedding industry is big. Yes. And we went in because technology, eh, it's not, I'm not saying it's cheaper to come in through that. Yeah. It, just that the we didn't have relationships yet in that industry. We didn't have that time spent. So we're new, new entrants to that. So how did we get into that? It's more of like the tech. Okay. crowdfunding for gifts yeah. and uh, the gifts doesn't need to be physical gifts or may registry talaga. it could be like a down payment for a car a down payment for a condo yep. or a honeymoon travel and then people could just chip in based on the amount you know? mm-hmm. and we saw traction definitely from uh, OFW relatives living outside the Philippines. Yeah. Yung kuapasok na the money because they're more accustomed to the purchasing uh, yeah. online. That was normal living. already. Yeah, it was a norm for them. So we had that coming in, but locally, pailanilan. So I think we were so attached to that concept that parang we were very passionate about it. I think we really felt that it will work. Uh, and you should. Yeah, if you if yes. you have a flimsy belief in your startup, yeah, dude, you won't go far, right? Yeah, a lot of people will give you random ideas. Hey, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Blah blah blah. Well, you gotta have faith in yourself in your in your dream, but be flexible on how to get there, right? So yon. After that, we started proving the concept and mm-hmm. pitched to Kickstart, and then yes. that's where we were able to. Join the mga infamous infamous ba? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> famous yung infamous. Mga startups uh, Events. The, that we were uh anong bang batch natin I think you you came 2013. In no bro, we're the same page. Oh, we're same the same. Okay, yeah. 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 There's so our first batch. This is what like uh my legal ways and them, yeah, yeah. Blanquera. We were batchmates, you, me, Val, Mark Medina. Vin Dancel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yun yung batch natin. Yeah. All Definitely. serviced by attorney Joseph Ahunya. Saludo, sir. Peace. Rest <laughs> in peace, my man. I, I, I miss you. But yeah, um, at this point, bro, I want to understand now. Okay, walk me through the pitching process back then. So just so, just so that we can compare how much things have changed and how things are still the same in pitching for initial funding. Because before... Dude, guys, for, for just for context, we were celebrating a $40,000 seed chick. Okay. We were we felt like ballers with that, that amount of money. Woo-wee! Now that's just like what? That's FU money for from an angel. I swear. Wala, wala. 
right? Yeah. So it's it's come a long way, but walk me through that process of pitching and even getting the confirmation from Minette, Dan, and Christian. I I think it was like uh, because the ideas that we had was really parang baby parang it's really just a concept and uh, we didn't have that revenues coming so I think it was more of like a pet project thing that yeah. they give you fifty thousand or yeah. something like that. so it's uh, really shot in the dark man it was a hail mary pitch they invested yeah. in a nightlife app what the fuck correct <laughs> right. Right, so it's, with a solo it's founder, very, pa at that point, yeah. Right. So it's I I think for them it's also because they're new, right? Kickstart was also new and getting into the space of venture, yeah. There's not enough startups pro at that point. Yeah, we can I think fit all of us, the whole community, in one room in Mint College. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, and then we were pitching, and I think more than the idea, they liked us as a tandem. Husband, wife, and then also very professional coming from the corporate world. I think that was their. Siguro yung okay. I think we have a safe bet with with this. Parang ano lang kami, uh, safe safety bet that we didn't just put money on uh, all over the place. Parang ganon. That's how I felt. No? Did they have a strong belief in the concept and the idea? I think once that the money was given and then we have the those weekly meetings ganon mm-hmm. mas they're looking for ano eh, how do you get traction kasi may pera na eh there's skin in the game it's growth we need to turn this around we need to how do we make more money out of this and uh, at that time they thought I, I the original concept is really for weddings and yes uh and really go deep into that industry. Yeah, Kasi vertical. Andami, there's a lot of verticals that could go on. And then, for the perspective ng mga meetings namin, it came out that, oh, we need to branch it out. We need to do it for... You went, you went horizontal uh, in your approach. Yeah. So we transitioned the name from Wedding Lab to Gift Launcher. Mm. And then did all these different uh, verticals. Medyo mababaw, no? It's just like Father's Day, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I think that's when we started being all over the place also. Got it. So most of the things that, uh, looking back, yeah, I think naging hindrance yung pagiging corporate namin. Because we're also talking to corporate heads, like mm-hmm. the, with a venture office and uh, at Kickstart. So in yeah. that meeting, we felt like we were talking to certain higher ups, stuff like that, versus like an uh, investor and stuff like yeah. that. So uh, the siguro conditioning of trying to please your boss or something like that came in, and yeah. uh, we we went with the idea. I think we should have went deep dive in, ter- in terms of the industry. Right. Uh, uh, and then, you know, the whole trajectory changed also. I'm not blame- blaming anyone. More of like, there's a lot of factors that came in. Uh, like like we said, the infrastructure of the internet, mm. yung mga habits ng tao, right. like online payments and stuff. So there were a lot of factors, but if we w- would have stood our ground I would be more happy that we failed 
standing right. argument. That's actually like that. what I did. I was the opposite naman. I was pasaway at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm the prodigal son of Kickstart Philippines. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I did all the pasaway things in, in, in the book, right? Uh, but in the end, we, we both suffered the same fate. And that's what I mm. want to talk about. Right? So either way, if you went the corporate route, being more, again, submissive, passive to, to their feedback. Because before, that overwhelmed me too. When yeah. there's so much feedback and people that you care about and respect, like, shit, what am I going to do? Right? Um, mm. How do I process that? How do I unpack? I wish I had people that I can bounce off of, but there's just not enough people. Now it's, you can go to so many people in the in, in the startup ecosystem and have the exact expertise and great advice that you're looking for, right? Just look at all the people in Hustle Share before. You can already tell what type of advice, and most of them are willing to give time and advice, right? We just didn't have that before. Of course, you have to listen to your board, but you need to have someone you can bounce off of when you're at the state of confusion because it can get very confusing and intimidating. When you're just stuck in that rabbit hole, you need to zoom out and say, all right, what am I going to do next? And again, you have to bet on your, your dream at that point. So I, I'll now deep dive into this because this is where our paths are all similar. The, our whole batch became obliterated at one point, right? Suffered the same fate, different ways. But again, one of the most hurtful, I thought I thought that. One of the most hurtful experiences as a startup founder that I've had was uh, losing Party File. Six years of everything that I did back then was gone. I thought that was it, na, until I lost Joseph. So mm. apparently, that's that's nothing compared to yeah. losing a co-founder that you're super close to. So. Yeah, just my 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 thought here is just that man, you thought your bad shit can happen, but nothing can prepare you for worse shit. But anyway, I want to understand now from your point of view. Walk me through the last days of how you then tried to still fight it out, and what are those lessons that you learned when you literally said it's game over? What was that like? So we're at that time, me and Sheila were was still working on it. Sheila. Siguro lahat naman ng founders when they start a business they treat it like uh, their, their baby. baby, right? So for for me and Sheila uh, during the those last few months or, or something, I was the one saying that maybe we should pull the plug, and then Sheila Sheila was the one who was still kaya pa to laban. Alam mo yun, very passionate about it, yeah. and uh, it's hard because we're we're in a relationship and we're and you bring that home. Yeah, it's hard to leave it in the office because then we weren't really ready also for the how are we able to communicate as a couple when things get hard. I think it became better for us after going through it. But at that time, it was really difficult and we were fighting a lot. And uh the the most siguro kasi I don't want to see her sad also so I complied in terms of my practical mind is saying let's get out of let's cut our losses let's yeah uh, nice try was, but yeah, try again some other I time. shot <laughs> and then 
sa kanya naman is more kaya pa. So we, parang it became a much longer uh, death than it yeah. should have. So, so eventually she realized that also. Pero after a few months na rin. And then, I'm not sure if you went through it, but uh, meron siguro din kaming uh, depression na nangyari. We no, that's know real. It it's real. No, so parang mental, ano na, parang, are, is this it? Ito na ba yun? Then we were just in our 30s. Oh, well, ako, I was in my 30s. And then, um, parang, we were just going through the motions, pero definitely in our heads, we didn't want to go back to corporate. Yeah. Because one day, once it hits you, it will never leave. Nay. You don't want to work yeah, for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, you don't ever want to work for anyone at that point. So when you, you're going, it, I call it limbo. It's very similar to limbo. Like you're deep inside, you're still telling yourself that, fuck this, I'm still an entrepreneur. I just failed. But there's a side of you that also says, dude, you just fucking failed. What are you now? What's next? Uh, what? Parang we're tied, our identity is tied towards the project that we did or the yep. startup that we yep. did. And, uh, and that's normal, by much. the way, because you invest so normal. much into yeah, your startup. Your yes, exactly. Yeah. So how did you combat that and how did you start getting out? Because the other thing too is, again, um, this is where privilege really comes in. Not everybody has the privilege to fail and just rest up. Some of mm. us, especially you, being a provider and a breadwinner, you have to lick your wounds, heal, and still provide. That's but, hard. Uh, that's How did really you do hard. that? Uh, so for for me, I think we needed to snap out of it now. So my uh, a friend of a common friend of ours, parang na observed nare niya sa amin. Say we were just going through the motions. We weren't doing anything. Parang we weren't progressing. So that's a couple of months in. And then he was said, Ken, just do shit. <laughs> just go. Try to accomplish something. It doesn't need to be spectacular. It could be the the menial job like grocery, yeah. laundry, Something repetitive. And then that's going back to my uh, past, going back to the discipline, the the routine, the the things that you need to uh, go through. No? So parang you have to go through. You have to accomplish all these tasks and then you will feel better. So yun yung ano niya. Yun yung ano niya sa amin. Parang kick in the butt kind of uh, right. talk. And uh, that's what we did. We, we started doing... Uh, Accomplishing smaller tasks and bigger tasks. And then we eventually got married in 2016. Nice. And that's the same. Parang ano eh, we got married 2016, but that's also when we shut down the business. Yeah. 2016. So, so that was the real bookend on that chapter. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And then when we were doing or planning our next moves, I said... Ang doon na pumasok yung ano eh, realization na ang mahal dito sa Manila to start something again to, to do a business again to to maybe make a startup ulit but the market is there yeah. but it's really fucking expensive yep especially diba? if you get a bootstrap yeah lahat ng galaw mo may bayad lahat ng uh, utot mo may bayad <laughs> 
Wow. So that's why I want to know. So why Davao? Because I never even knew. I didn't even know you spoke uh, B- uh, Bisaya at that point. Yeah. Why Davao? And that's what that's like. What? It's like first of all, I want to understand why Davao and why chocolates. How did that come into play? Because you're right, eh? How I got my mojo back, though I had high stakes right away. I couldn't. I was licking my wounds yeah. as I was trying to close the chapter for party file. I just had to get number one my confidence back up because if you are doubting yourself, I don't care what you're doing, it's gonna feel like shit. And the way you get your confidence back up is you try you try to believe in yourself again by getting small wins. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you start feeling good about yourself, and then you That's- become right. You become <laughs> a little bit more ambitious again, and you remind yourself how good you can possibly be. It's just that sometimes when you fail. All of that goes down with, with the ship. But yeah. in reality, you now have a cheat code of what not to do. Plus, yeah. years of learning that you can now use as you try again. But again, the best way it helped me was just to really get small wins and create momentum. And when you find that momentum, that's where luck meets opportunity. Uh, opportunity <laughs> right? Preparation meets opportunity because you've been prepared yes. anyway. But again, yeah. as you move forward, you get luckier. So how did that turn into cacao culture? And then how did that, why Davao of all places? For us, uh, we were even contemplating about doing most Filipinos are doing, which is trying our luck in uh, Siguro abroad. No? We were considering Australia mm-hmm. and then working. But we realized we if we had to start from the bottom, kaya naman. We're not like sobrang high and mighty that we wouldn't do that. Yeah. More of like, we felt that we couldn't work for someone else. Yeah. We needed to work for ourselves. So right. uh, the decision really stemmed out of the fact that we wanted the stress of Manila, the traffic, the the time spent on the road and then the higher cost of living and doing business there was one of the things parang decision point namin of leaving no so okay. we kasi after closing the company we only have like certain amount of money parang you know seed money whatever savings left that we had that's it good and thing you had savings i didn't have savings i had to fucking <laughs> do hand to mouth for a while yeah yeah. yeah, right. So, so we, we need to prolong this shit as much as we can. So we looked at different places and uh, Cebu, I had family in Cebu. My mom is Bisaya, uh, originally okay, from the Yeah, so that, that's okay. where my Bisaya roots come from. And then uh, we, we, I have family in Cebu, but Cebu is very similar na in terms of yep, the that's like manila like but yeah. more congested the roads are smaller All, and yeah. whatnot uh but yeah and then we were exploring davao and then davao ha- davao is big davao is huge bro it's like uh in terms of land mass yeah so i've actually never been to davao but now yeah, i will go and i so you have the city you have your airport you have your malls you have your uh, SNR. So, it, parang when we moved here, it wasn't like a big shift. Correct. 
right? So we were just the language, the primary language. But you already knew how to do that. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, I just blended it, blended in uh, quickly, and then Sheila had a more difficult time. But um, what we did, what we realized, and then the decision point that we mm. we went uh, after is the cost of living at that time. Okay. Was how drastic was the with the cost of living. So just to just say rent. Let's just say rent. How much is rent in Manila versus how much is there? And then food. Those are the things. Electricity. How like percentage the, the lowest rent that we were able to get, like a studio in uh I think. Makati, pa, Mandaluyong. Pasig, 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 okay. uh, Mandaluyong, yeah, yeah. It's around 23. Okay. That's a studio. Good That's luck with studio. that. Yeah. So and then we when we moved here. We found a house that's 300 square meters lot and then 150 square meter house. At that time, 13,000. What? Are you kidding me? You can <laughs> raise a family in that and put a side business inside. Yeah, we, we were renting it at that time. But I think now the uh, with the economy, with all the construction and the infrastructure. Build, but still 13,000 pesos. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so so it was very low. So yun yung ano namin, like uh, that was the uh, one of the decision points. And then a friend of ours who is living in Davao okay. told us, or I, we were asking him, uh, why move back? Because he used to work in Manila, but he's originally from Davao. He yeah. was working with us in the corporate uh, companies that we we were working at, okay. and then. He's, he told us, Ken Davao will give you your time back. And how, how so? Because you don't have to sit all day in traffic. So it gives you your time back. So now he has time for his kids. Uh, he has time to think about new things for business. Stuff like that. So that's what sold us nice. at that point. So coming from Manila as well, so he said, Dava will give you your time back. And then that's when we said, okay. Got we it. want it. Yeah. The, Kavite brought gave the, me my the, time the, back a little bit. I, I stay stay home a lot now. <laughs> and I just need to go down <laughs> to eat. You know, and I, I don't have to. No, it, it, it's true. Eh? Um, as a startup founder, the hustle and bustle actually eats up into you. And if yeah. you have that balance where you just have to, you, you can actually work. And still get to spend enough time with people you care about, then that that, that works. So okay, how did that turn into cacao culture into chocolates? Because that's also and again out of left field, I did not see that coming. Actually, we didn't see that coming. So we moved. To, <laughs> we did. We also didn't see that coming. We moved to Davao just to get out of Manila and then start something. And definitely. We were looking into different things. We were exposed in Manila more for the cafes, the food scene in Manila. And we thought that maybe we could bring that here or start something of our own here. Okay. Uh, but then our friend, the same friend, told us, uh, or at least based on his experience, we'll try a new restaurant and then uh-huh. go back to their old routine. Which is uh, the the familiar, the familiar ah, right, restaurants right. that they grew up with that yep, they're yep. used to eating. So they'll try it out uh once and then they'll go back. That's in 2016. That's what he told us. I think now 
uh, it's a very different food scene here. There yeah. are new brands that are thriving. So that's very uh, interesting. But, but at that time, I I saw that what he was saying was actually true. You know, yeah. Because I, we ended up doing that. We try something and then we go back to the our old favorites and stuff like that. So, so, so that was shut down. And then we were, I was personally looking at something that is not tech. Parang nasunog ka na, you know? Parang na, yeah. <laughs> na feel mo, parang, okay, na right. yeah. let's do something different. So we, I was, I was visiting the local uh, DTI or Department of Trade and Industry and looking at priority projects and priority investments of the city. And what, uh, the things that are offered or at least they mentioned was very maraming agriculture because uh, there are fruit trees like pomelo, durian. Yes. So there were a lot of things to choose from. And then there was cacao, which for me, parang, okay, what's this? And then dun ko lang na-connect at the time that chocolates come from cacao trees. What? You never knew? <laughs> I never knew that shit. What? <laughs> totoo kasi. What? I, I, all my life, nasa Manila. And then right, right. Pagdating sa food manufacturing, it always came in as chocolate already. So, parang yep. wala. It didn't really... It didn't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, parang sa ko, shit, we can do our own chocolate pala dito. Parang that was a very eye-opener for me. And... Um, Definitely, I didn't know what we could do, but uh, I was very interested in that in that industry. So I told Sheila, okay, we're doing chocolates. Sabi niya, what if we don't? Parang, what if it doesn't work? We'll just plant it and then we'll eat our own chocolates. What's the worst that could happen? Yun yung Chocolate <laughs> diet. <laughs> Parang kailangan wow. mo lang ano eh, uh, confident din ulit. Right, uh, right. But yeah, at that time, Parang we didn't have a clue, so we went to some seminars and stuff like that. And then some people helped us along the way, some mentors. Uh, nice. Like similar to the startup scene, there are mentors. There are also in the agriculture scene, there are mentors. I just need to pick and choose certain uh, things that you would need to incorporate into what you're doing. And um, during the early days of cacao culture, I was doing the agriculture stuff. And then Sheila was working, uh, or at least, uh, yeah, doing work as a PM. Parent. But here na in So that's how you made ends meet while you're trying to do this. Yeah. Got so while I, while I was trying to do, uh, while we were trying to get cacao culture off the ground, Sheila was doing PM work for uh, Davao companies. And uh, the rate, parang, I think one third lang. So whatever she, whatever Sheila was making in Manila at that time here when we transferred, one third lang. Oh man! But at least the cost of living is lower, so it kind of yes. is banga. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the the one third the the shrink in terms of the the salary still covered our cost of living. We didn't we weren't lavish or anything. So talagang it covered our expenses. So ayon. And then after. So feeling lang namin that we're capable, we're smart enough. I think we do a lot of research online, YouTube. Yep. So we ended up leasing a farm 
and then we planted our own cacao. So the farm was like barren, like uh, it was like there's a few coconuts and then that's it. The family was not in Davao. The matriarch was very old na and okay. couldn't take care of the farm. So we we took over the farm and then we planted the cacao. And then dun na nag-start talaga yung interest. Like nice. we were very interested in how we could pull this off. Because did you know that we are the Philippines is a net importer of chocolate? Importer. Yes, net importer, which means that we consume more chocolate than we could produce. That's I'm a big part of that. I'm a chocolate guy. I love yeah. my my uh, I love my Reese's. I love my Twix. I love everything about that. So right. we export the beans to let's say a country in Malaysia for okay. some chocolate processors in for Malaysia. them to manufacture it and then bring it back here at a higher so, cost. That doesn't yeah, make so, sense. That doesn't make sense. So the eco- the economy that or the the value that could have been done here in our country, giving uh, jobs to different sectors like yeah. in the agriculture sector, in the you know, so manufacturing sector, yeah, is being sent to a, a different country, and then we bring it back to be consumed. So there's a lot of similar things that's happening in the agriculture. So parang we we're sending all these. Uh, raw materials yeah raw materials and then we ended up importing it instead of manufacturing it ourselves so in the last 10 years I think there are pioneers in terms of uh, producing local chocolates so yun yung mga brands ngayon I think in BGC there's uh, Oro Cafe Uh, it's Oro Chocolate in BGC Uh, they're uh, one of the bigger uh, chocolate manufacturers locally and then they source here uh, from Davao. Wow. So those brands we also carry in cacao culture. But I'll tell you about how that that happened. Pero during that early days, we we really thought, okay, there's there's an opportunity here, and if we lock in and focus and not do the same mistake like being all yes. over the. Uh, I think we we can do something. So we that's when we, yeah we pulled up our sleeves, rolled up our sleeves, and then just went into it for the, yeah like deep dive into what we could do with the chocolate. All right, that's amazing. Now let's take our last break, and when we come back, we will now talk about how you then did a deep dive after rolling up your sleeves and how you guys won. Because again, you 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 guys literally scaled this and the lessons that you applied. From again the mistake that we've all had in our first try as startup founders. So let's talk about that more after the break. Hey hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter 
Carter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay. And 
we're back in the break. We are still with Ken Reyes now. Then told us uh, the amazing transformation again. Just, just the serendipitously bumping into chocolates from weddings to gifts to chocolates. What, what mm-hmm. a, uh, what a journey. But okay, at this point, you said you wanted to really triple down. What were the things that you saw uh, in terms of metrics that you said, all right, let's go all in? Because here's what I also had to go through. There was fear in going all in after failing in Party Pal before. Like, yeah. shit, am I going to go in? I don't want to get hurt again. This is going to be scary and whatnot. And I keep saying this in the podcast for years now, that the best people that are going to be primed to win as a startup founder are those people that failed. And obviously, you guys are winning now. Uh, it might not be a startup, but in, in, in the game that you want to play in, because you have a playbook of the things that you shouldn't do. Right. So two things I want to know. Again, um, what was the, the the point or what's the tipping point? You saying, all right, go all in now. And number two is the playbook that you applied from the failure of, of gift launcher and wedding lab. Okay. So the metrics really is that you know, like I said, that we're importing more chocolates that than when what we are manufacturing so i think there's a market domestically a lot of people are looking out like creating chocolates here and then trying to export it where you are competing with the international brands like uh reese's and stuff like that mm. so i think domestic play is what we felt yeah, just like barrels in malaysia have you tried that oh my god it's so good <laughs> and then para ito yung naisip namin is that out of the cacao making or producing countries Philippines and uh, South America are one of the few that has a deep culture in drinking chocolate. So our tablea culture dito sa Philippines. Dude, champurado tablea. Yeah, champurado. So you'd be surprised at the amount of tablea that's being produced and being sold. You know what's my almusal every Sunday morning? What? Champurado, matik. <laughs> Matik, I don't care what it is, but that's gonna Sunday morning when I go down, I expect champurado. That's it. So yun, I, so yun yung mga key indicators. I think we're we're a, a country that likes sweets. Yep. And uh, we felt strongly that if we produce quality chocolate, then we can we can have a market. We don't need to be the market leader or whatever. Yun yung narealize ko rin. It's like we just need to carve out a niche for ourselves. Yeah. 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 And now, you know, a market is big enough if it can have yeah. multiple winners. It's not yes. zero sum where, right. oh, there's only one winner and everybody else loses. That's bullshit. In, yeah. a, in a market that thrives, you can have a leader, a second, a third, or a fourth, and they're all winning. And everyone's enjoying the pie. Exactly. Exactly. So, how did you then see that opportunity? Okay. Sorry. Let's continue. And the metrics playbook. So the metrics, how do we see that opportunity? And sabi ko lang, it's more of like, we haven't really elevated from Tablea. So we were, there's a lot of production of Tablea because that's the entry point in terms of manufacturing. And then yeah. how, what are the ways that we've elevated? There are some companies that are very innovative and uh, you could see that siguro sparingly. Yeah. So we wanted to join in that elevation of the the Philippine chocolate. So 
yun yung gusto namin mangyari. And then, what I've learned from the past or what we've learned that we've applied into cacao culture is, mm-hmm. I think number one that's very evident is technology. Yes. Coming cheat from code. The tech- that's yeah. a cheat code. Cheat code yan. So, sabi ko nga, whatever industry that we pursue, as long as we understand how to magnify that or multiply that with the use of technology, then I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. No. So that's what that's where we did in 2018. We did the, the whole uh, e-commerce websites and uh, Shopee, Lazada. 2018, palang bro, meron na kami. Wow. And then very konti lang yung kinikita namin doon. Uh, but okay lang. We're still selling dun sa malls then and then selling to institutional buyers. But uh, when the pandemic hit, yun talaga. I think that's where we grew a lot. Oh. We weren't expecting it. How so when, big? Can you describe how how grew a lot means? I think double. Wow. What we were doing already. So, so ano talaga? We, we ended up uh, doing very well for our brand dun sa online shops namin. But we saw the other brands struggling kasi they're late into the game in terms yeah, of the yeah. online. No? So we didn't say that we are ex- going to be exclusive online for them. I said, guys, this is just, you know, we're helping, we're trying to help each other out. So if you want, we could sell it on our page, on our channels. And then if you ended up doing your own uh, Shopee or Lazada, that's okay. That's the, mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't really a... Yeah, oh, yeah not zero-sum. Not yeah. zero-sum thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, ang sabi ko lang, uh, at this point, we already have ours up and running. If you guys are willing, let's try it out and then see where it goes. So, we were able to sell a lot of tableya, a lot of chocolates online, Shopee, nice. Lazada. And then, our learning during the... 2018, marami kasing tuhunaw, eh, di ba? Na, right. Because we're in a tropical country and Correct. also logistics sucks Correct. <laughs> in this country. So, we ended up learning a lot. How to package it. Packaging, yep. stuff like that. That when the 2020 opportunity happened, You're ready. prepared na kami, di ba? Nice. So, we were already prepared and then capitalized on the opportunity when it happened. So, we ended up signing up around nine brands mm-hmm. uh, into our uh, channels online mm-hmm. and then really ballooned from there in terms of and That's then we were amazing. working out of an apartment lang bro like wow. six square meters not not because of the uh, the pandemic but it was may iba pang kwento eh pero the you remember the house the 300 square meter house okay what happened may flash flood na nangyari oh so my we, god we were Wiped out from there. And then Sheila was the only person there when I was uh, visiting Manila. Holy shit. My father was sick. No? So, sabi ko, okay. Parang down kami. When that was in 2019. Oh before the God. pandemic. So, before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, parang ano yun eh. Uh, sampal sa mukha. Na parang, okay, we're doing well. Tapos biglang, pak. No, again, these things yeah. happen. These it's things, it's no, it's nobody, happened. nobody can prepare you for. Because again, it's a roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. Um, you think that you're creating momentum, but in one false swoop, 
one thing, one terrible thing can happen, like a flash flood. Your co-founder, yeah. you lose your co-founder. Yeah. These are things you cannot prepare for. Yeah. Right? How yeah. how did you again bounce back from that? Yung pag yung bounce back namin noon is really uh sorry. I, I would like to reiterate the use of technology. So lahat ng files namin nasa cloud. Nice. You know, lahat ng mga orders namin nasa system. So we just needed to to find an apartment and then go back to work. Yeah. So we just we just uh dust it off and then go back to work and then ako na yung in charge in terms of trying to borrow money from friends and family. Kasi we already have orders coming in. Kasi yeah. ano, ano yun, At least you have part. AR coming yeah. in. And you know, you right. just need to fulfill it. Okay. Yeah. So, so yun yung nangyari. And then when the pandemic hit, that's when we said, okay, ready naman tayo. And then we tried helping out other brands. And then that became a... Siguro because we're not assholes, Ron. <laughs> Alam mo yun. We're nice people. People are going to be willing to, yeah. people are gonna be willing yeah. to help. So people are willing to help and people are willing to work with us. Correct. Alam mo yun, try it out. You know, we parang hindi naman kami manggagancho. <laughs> I think that that's our aura. Yes. No, and that, that also goes to networking, right? When you yeah. network, you're not there to ask. You're there to plant seeds, to create yeah. a good reputation because that will reputation precedes you eventually. Mm-hmm. And when you need to, when it's your turn to get help, because eventually, all of us will need help. Yes. Nobody is exempted. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's only either in a, you're in a position to help or you need help. Right? When That's why when you have a position to help out, whatever small fashion that is, just show support, whatever, do it. Because yeah. it's just a matter of time when it's you who would need that help. And those people that you've helped before are going to be the ones that will help you when you need it. Yeah, and then that's exactly what happened. Eh? Nung, when we signed up all these brands and then we were doing well online, after the pandemic or at least after when the restrictions lockdowns. were lifted, the lockdowns were lifted, they ended up telling me, you know, go ahead, sell our products also. Nice. We well, so now we are... Carrying all, I mean, a lot of chocolate. If you went to the office, Ron, you'll be in Disneyland. Man, I'm trying to lose weight, but okay, fuck it. There's always extra room for some chocolates in moderation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But bro, so, I want to understand before we wrap this baby up. How how did it scale? Because again, you're uh, again literally husband and wife tandem. How did you build the team in Davao, and how did you scale up operations to what it is now? Okay, uh, what a lot of people assume is that we did everything by ourselves, no? Because that's what, siguro yun yung norm in terms of what you're, when you look at a company that they did everything themselves. But, uh, but you do, did, did you do uh, tall manufacturing? Yeah, so what we did is because, anyway, we read the book called, uh, is it Company of One? Company of One. Yeah, so essentially, the company of one is a book about having relationships and having, uh, like, having to outsource different aspects of the business because nice. you cannot do everything uh, well, parang 100% perfect by yourself. Because some people are better than that. And, also and, and you shouldn't, because how you, yeah. you are not scalable as a person. You'll never right. scale, right? You can only do yeah. so much, right? 
Yeah, that's right. So what we, siguro, from the start, we were already looking at, because we're outsiders uh, from Manila and then coming here, we didn't have land. We didn't have uh, enough money to buy equipment. So okay. that's where we started, you know, working, uh, doing networks mm-hmm. and seeing where we could help out and then seeing where they could help us out also. So what happened is that there's a whole network of things that are happening in closed doors and uh, that's how we were able to scale. So, yeah. All right. And now, now yeah, so okay, go ahead. No, how big, how big is the team? How, so, okay. If you did the company of one approach, how, how did you scale this up? Uh, we were like, during the pandemic, we were like 10. Wow. And then we doubled the, we would double the growth, no? Dun sa company namin. And then now we're around less than 20. Yeah. But again, you don't need to have a high head count. Because eh? again, no, no. you now know what strings to pull and whatnot. Right. But hindsight being 2020, bro. Again, before we wrap this up. If you're just going to give advice well, you to yourself while you're in limbo. That time when before before moving to Davao, when you're just going through the motions, what would you be telling yourself and Sheila during this time that, you know, just, this is a very beautiful story that, you know, failure is not the end. Failure yes. sometimes is the, the catapult that you need. You know how a catapult works, right? In a, a catapult, you need to yeah. go back to go very fast up front, yes. right? And sometimes that's just what failure does. And it doesn't have to be that when you go back, it doesn't have to be the same business. There are just times where you just got to say, you know what? We've tried everything. We have, we have, our, we have to hang our, our heads high. I know it's, diff- it's difficult. Nobody wants to fail. But there are just times where you just got to pull away from that situation. Learn everything that you, you've learned. Lick your wounds. And when you're ready, that catapult is loaded. And when you're ready to release that pressure, you're, you're going to go to greater heights. But what would be your advice to yourselves um, if you had that, that, that chance? Um, for my younger selves, I mean, the best advice is being able to communicate, especially with your partner. Because yung relationship namin is not just husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend. It was, we're also business partners. Right. And uh, being able to communicate it with another intricate player of uh, another relationship, diba? parang ang hirap eh. Kung you could really butt heads with your co-founder in a normal setting, and then you're not going to go home with your co-founder. Yeah. <laughs> At least there's a safe zone eh. Um, right. safe zone. You yeah, can yeah, yeah. decompress, but <laughs> you go you go to bed with someone you're pissed at. Diba? So yeah, so I think more communications. We we learned that along the way. We learned how to communicate between each other, and then we don't get mad and fight in front of the employees. Parang ano ba? Parents. Yes. <laughs> don't get pissed off in front of the kids. Correct, correct. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Yun yung mga things that we we learned. And in hindsight, siguro, after the failure, um, take notes. Yes. 
document. So, yeah, document everything uh, in terms of you, you could be working right now. Someone who's listening right now could be uh, working in the corporate setting or in the factory or whatever. Take notes uh, of what you're learning. Talk to people that you feel like are mentors because ano talaga eh, the knowledge you will not necessarily find it in school. Nope. Diba? You have to do it. Yeah, you have to dig around and uh, find it. And, and even uh, if somebody told you the playbook na, it's not a it's not a complete playbook. There 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 can only be some things that apply, but right. you write your own story and you have a very different experience that you yeah. get. And the only way to do that is to experience it yourself. Correct. All right. So last last question, bro. Um any advice for those people that have failed that are continue uh, that are contemplating, should I try it again? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of the people that's listening to this, whether it's right now when we're releasing this episode or in hindsight, where you know, fuck, I, I wanna where am I? Should I try this again? Those those people in limbo tried, tried it before but failed. What would be your advice for them? I, I think, I know, knowing yourself, knowing where you stand in terms of this entrepreneur or business, being a business owner. Because I think it's more hyped than anything that people want to be entrepreneurs, people want to be business owners. CEO you know, on TikTok. Yeah. Pero hindi where it's not parang medyo kailangan mo maging siraulo to be. <laughs> yeah, true. Kailangan may sayad ka na konti and may konting yabang. Um, de- definitely, you need to gut check yourself yeah. and ground yourself in reality. Is is this person me? Is this type of person uh, kaya ko ba to? Baka kasi you'd be more comfortable or you're okay with being a co-founder or being a, a number three in the organization. Diba? You don't have to be CEO in order to thrive in a startup. Yeah. So parang ano talaga, it's more of like a gut check moment, especially na, okay, I failed kasi if, if you're really honest about yourself and true to what you're saying, baka being a co-founder or a founder is not uh, what you're meant to do. Pero definitely, uh, if it is, then try again. Kasi you're not starting from scratch. You're it's starting not zero anymore. Yes, it's right? 10. Yeah. Again, mm. it's a catapult. You yeah. have to step back in order to pre- prepare yourself to be sprung open. Again, that's such an amazing episode. I'm glad. It's so therapeutic for me. Uh, uh, personally, because I I needed this I needed this bad uh, to talk to friends that just not just inspire me but again um, there's there's a uh, there's comfort in shared misery <laughs> sometimes <laughs> in terms of going through this but it's always the beauty of behind the struggle that that that's good but again congrats bro but it, before I let you go invite people over if they are all hungry now and they just want to buy your chocolates. Where do they go and how do they do that? And again, tell us what's next for Cacao Culture. If you're anywhere in the Philippines, we are available in Shopee and Lazada. Just search for Cacao Culture or you can do visit that. our website, cacaoculture.ph. Mm-hmm. And 
what's in store for us now we're building our headquarters headquarters talaga shop and a cafe and we are producing some confectionaries at the back so uh here in Davao once it's done you're will be able to tour you around uh teach you about cacao and chocolates and then nice. have fun with the family when you visit Davao so we're looking at July to open that or maybe August nice uh, but definitely if you're anywhere in the Philippines cacaoculture.ph there you go i'm now going to be on Lazada to add Oh, this is a rocket cone tips. I like this. Okay, I, 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 I'll get one of these. But again, before I let you go, bro, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of podcast app. And if you see any type of stars, give us a five star. Let us know. And oh, this is not the only podcast that we have. We have Founders Only that literally just launched several weeks ago. It's a sequel of Hustle Share, but this is actually on YouTube. So check out the Hustle Share YouTube channel to see the video uh, version of uh, Founders Only. And also, if you really like my voice and you don't want to see my face, there's also Founders Only and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever. And again, if we did say some jargon, it's going to be the show notes on hustleshare.com. And lastly, if you want to be part of our community, just go to hustleshare premium and premium.hustleshare.com so that you can get access to our upcoming recordings. Again, Ken, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron, for having me. And it was really great uh, talking to you again. All right, bro. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.